it's a Polini perspective. Uh, you know, we're counting down the weeks, really, till the end of 2020. So this is like, I don't know, we've only got a few more episodes to go, I guess, before we're into 2021. Oh, I'll be happy to get to 2021. And hopefully Will you? Only- well, do you think anything's going to change? I, I no. felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, certainly not for the first half of the year. And now we're finding out that the Trump administration uh, apparently refused to uh, f- apparently Pfizer offered the Trump administration first crack at a second hundred million worth of doses. Now, keep in mind, if you have a hundred million doses, that's only 50 million people. Because you have to get two doses, okay, and and they have to reserve the second dose for the same first fifty million. So apparently they refused to order or 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 get in line and guarantee their second hundred million, and um, so now they're kind of at the back of the line again. So now we're looking at potentially if Moderna and some of these others don't fill the void in say March, April, May. Uh, we could be looking at we won't get the second hundred million from Pfizer now until June or July. So all those, you know, you know, non healthcare, non frontline, non nursing home, non elderly. I mean, if this country can only vaccinate 50 million people through May or June, that's terrible. Just another bonehead decision by this administration. You know, it's just. Well, and it sounded like from that article, too, and I know you've you've been talking to a lot of doctors, a lot of doctors on Fox 5, but it sounds like, you know, these vaccines, of course, have challenges in how they're kept. You know, some have to be kept. So even out of that 50 million, I would imagine you're going to have a margin of error in the sense like maybe 10 percent are compromised. Compromised or or, or people don't go back for the second dose or or what have you, right? Sure, all kinds of stuff, you know? So... I just, listen, it's, we got to just get moved on from this administration at this point. We just do. What are your thoughts? You know, I mean, you've been, obviously we're vocal on this show, but, um, you know, we still don't really have a concession from President Trump. Um, You're never, you're never going to get a concession. Listen, he's going to go out kicking and screaming like this, like the soccer movie with Will Ferrell. Um, but you you, ha- know, you do have more Republicans, don't you think, turning on you him? You do. You do. Listen, the, the, the point, you know, I, I hear all these people, oh, the Republicans are so quiet. And you know what? It, that's bull. There's no point in it, right? What, what, what are they going to gain? Trump doesn't listen to anyone except Trump. So you're going to come out and get all vocal against Trump. And now you're going to have 70 million of his, you know, base people, including Trump, going after you. You know, if you wanna if you wanna come do anything in the future, you're gonna just keep quiet at this point. You know what I mean? He's lost. He keeps losing all these lawsuits. Yeah, he, listen, you know, you know Biden's gonna be the president on the twentieth. Uh, maybe a McConnell or somebody at that stature can come out, but some of the mid level, like he's going after the governor of Georgia, he's crushing him. He's gonna probably going to cost the, the Republicans the Senate. Yeah, because, what is your you know, prediction on that? Um, I, I don't. I, I think the Dems win both. You do? Wow. I, I, I do. I think there's just people are just tired of Trump. They're tired of you know the fact that he has tweeted probably a thousand times about a rigged election. And not really focused on COVID at all. 
and again, I've said this before, validates what people have been saying about him. It's sad because I still think he did some things well in a, in a big picture policy way. And it's all moot now. It's all moot. The way he's acting, the way, um, you know, and listen, I get, you know, I get his frustration, 44,000 votes. That's it. You know, between Georgia, Wisconsin, and Arizona, it's only 44,000 that he otherwise would be present. You know, four years ago, it was 83,000 that tipped the scale in his favor. So, you know, 44,000 in those three states combined is, I mean, you're talking, you know, the slimmest of margins in essence. But at the same time, he still lost Pennsylvania. He still lost Michigan. And, you know, he's, he's down by 7 million on the popular side. So, you know, you lost time to move on, you know, um, and, and just- he continues to ignore the thing that got him. The th- I should say the thing that got Biden elected and, and I'll, I'll say this for, for, for in, in hit for history. Biden was not a great candidate. Biden won because Trump mishandled COVID. Biden also won because of mail-in voting, right? And I'm not saying that's illegal. It's a legitimate vote. Sure. But clearly, if all these people had to go to the polls to vote, there's no way Biden would have beat Trump. So, um, you know. Yeah, no, we've said it multiple, you know, so many times if Trump had handled um, COVID even slightly different, like we said, embracing the masks, blaming it on the Democrats, they won't open restaurants. I think he would have won easily, 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 easily. Yeah, I think he would have won for sure. um, I mean, the fact that he lost Georgia and Arizona and Wisconsin by that close of a vote. It's like crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, all right. Well, obviously, I think we, we've kind of we know how we feel about that. There's not a lot of movement being made. I mean, there is in the sense of, you know, all these lawsuits getting well, on the Senate. I think that my prediction is either the Dems win both or I think Loeffler uh, Loeffler wins. Purdue loses. They split. I think it'll minimum be a split. Could be Dems win both again it depends on turnout and 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 all that other stuff you know there's polls showing the, the, the there's polls showing both ways there's one poll that has Loeffler up five and then there's another poll that has her down two there's a poll that has Purdue up two and down seven so I yeah again I, we'll see the polls I'm uh, we ignore no the poll I'm over here. the polls I'm over, yeah, the, over the over the polls well where do you want it where do you want to start I mean obviously you know COVID dominating the headlines still post Thanksgiving um a lot of local stuff in the DC region including Metro crime rate the highest headed to the highest it's been since 2003 where do you where are you feeling most Patrick rant this morning <laughs> uh, schools Okay. Schools, I, okay. I continue to be frustrated by the lack of creativity, the lack of commitment to get kids back in school. You have the, I believe it was the Fairfax, I believe it was the Fairfax County Teachers Union are asking or seeking an injunction so they don't have to go back. Um, I just think the lack of empathy for children right now okay. by our leaders by our teacher unions and many teachers 
And, and, and especially for those children who are underserved, who are special needs, who need the in-person care and, 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 and learning is, I think the fact that schools haven't been in, in this era since last March might go down. And I don't, and I don't, I don't mean this, I'm, I'm not blowing this up just for effect. Okay. Uh, it will, it'll be, it'll be a historic mistake by our local leaders. Historic mistake. The fact that Montgomery County, Prince George's County, DC, Fairfax, Lap can't get kids or are unwilling to do what's necessary to kids to get kids back in the classroom is a historic mistake and really a dereliction of their responsibility. And, and I don't say that lightly. They need to be back. If kids could be back in New York and Connecticut and Maine and, and Massachusetts and other states, there is no reason kids can't be in two to three days a week in this area. All right. You, you sent me an article on mental health, essentially, for a lot of parents across the country, very concerned with their mental wellness. I think they interviewed like a child psychologist saying, you know, you have to try to keep it interesting for kids, keep them positive. Um, but, you know, it's funny. I, I, I agreed with you until I was just telling you off the podcast. I know so many more people getting COVID. And I'm, I'm now I'm like, oh, this seems like, you know, people you know, are really it, getting it. it. Kids aren't getting it though, and by the but way, they're to, spreading to, it to, to now, their grandparent. They, they but are, but to point to the numbers now and say, "Oh, now we can't go back." Well, what, what have you been doing for the last two to three months? What have you been doing? Well, what have you been doing to get schools ready to, to, for kids to go back? Number one, number two, data, science. Because I'm sick of I'm sick of these mayors and oh we're making decisions based in science bull crap you're not you're making arbitrary decisions. The fact that is a kid in school is safer than a kid at home. The parents have a greater chance of getting. What do you mean? They're in the community. They're playing. I have kids on the corner. Ten kids playing freaking flag football in your neighborhood. I can't believe you haven't broken that up. No, I mean, like kid, kids are going to kids' house and, and play. Like, stop with this. They're in pods with other kids. Like, th- they're safer in school. The positivity rate in schools is like 0.03. It's like some ridiculously low number. The community positivity rate is six, seven, eight percent in some cases, maybe 10, depending on what state and jurisdiction you're in. I got nieces and nephews who are going to school in Connecticut. They've been going since September safely. They're playing sports. They're safe. They're, 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 they're learning. They're getting some socialization. You know, two to three days a week. I'm not talking about every day. They clean on Wednesdays. Like, stop. This area has failed our kids because of teacher unions. Period. End of story. I, I, yeah, it's, it's so difficult. I mean, you know, yes. No, it's not difficult. It's not difficult. We got parents going to Target. We got parents going to Whole Foods. We got parents running through Costco, going home to those same kids that they're afraid are going to go to school. Stop. Well, but Stop. the difference is you're you're running into a Costco. You're running into a Whole Foods. If you're at school, you know, unless they can keep the windows open. A lot of the schools don't Why? have great. Kids aren't, they're not getting it. Like, who, who in school is positive? 
Like, there you know. has to be. Oh, come on. We've all read. I, I mean, I have extended family. They have a 14-year-old son. You know, the, every couple of weeks, one of the kids is, you know, asymptomatic but positive for COVID, you know, and then they've got to isolate that classroom. Same with my husband who who's in youth sports. I mean, every single week they have a kid testing positive who then is There's, going home to their family. They're, the kids I, are fine. You're right. I, They're asymptomatic. I believe, it, I believe it's Loudoun County or Fairfax, I can't remember off the top of my head, but winter sports is starting, yet they're not back in the classroom. Can you explain that to me? Wait, Please. winter sports, wait, they're gonna start like school winter sports or you're talking yeah. like league winter school, sports? Oh, school, high school winter sports, yet they're not going back into the classroom. So pl- explain that rationale. No, I, I, look, I mean, I do agree with you. I think across the board from California to Maine, right? It, it is so hard. It's very frustrating, oh, sh- this sorry, restrictions. No, the, the restrictions are hard to follow, right? You can't. Like California shutting out down outside dining. Ridiculous. Shutting down gyms and barbershops. Where's the science that people in gyms or barbershops are getting COVID, right? Like, just like, they don't know what to do. Okay, so but they're just would, shutting it down again. Then what would you do? Because we obviously know that it is, I mean, tons of more people were having record deaths like when back in March when it launched. You know, I know you don't like Fauci anymore, but Fauci <laughs> says, it, you know, we're going to see record diagnosis from not only Thanksgiving, now heading Americans, into Christmas. Listen, Americans are selfish. They're about instant gratification. They're not willing to make sacrifices. So... America is failing at this from from the beginning of this with lack of contact tracing, national leadership to failed local leadership to appeasement of of unions or, or, or what have you to arbitrary decisions that aren't based in science with no specific metrics to dictate if something is open or closed or to what percentage you can allow into that facility or or or. So, no, it's, it, it's been an utter failure at all levels. Other countries have handled it better. Now, I think there's a lot of other factors. Americans tend to be more obese than most countries. Uh, you, know, you know, somebody sent me, oh, how well Australia did. Well, Australia, you know what? They had two big spikes. They had two waves. And then they said, okay, enough of this. And they basically, no travel. Yeah, but they shut everybody Australia, down. Australia is the size of... You know, Wisconsin, right? And what? No, Australia's massive. It's the size of like the United States. It's just no, no, doesn't no. Have I'm the talking population. about people. There's 20 right. million. Oh, people. the population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 20 million people. I think so, we're talking I mean, about the actual land. Okay, yeah. It's, it's it's smaller than New York, right? Yeah, yeah. The and, population, yeah. And and by the way, you have to fly to get there or take a boat. Sure. So you could shut down your borders very easily. It's it's for the most part, a, you know, fairly you know rural and and so listen. To compare Australia to the United States is just idiotic. Now, I will say, at some point, the commitment of their citizens has been better than ours. How many couples and families are getting together on weekends? And, you know, listen. I know. I know. And look, we're all guilty. I I mean, I can't even say myself like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, I I have not been perfect. And I've said that on this podcast before. But I will say that since it's picked up, I've been even more careful. Um, and, you know, I, I find myself, even if I'm outside, you know, grabbing a beer, I'm putting my mask on, only taking it off when I sip, where before I would have had it off the entire time outside. Uh, 
But then you got hit. You, know, you got all there's a meme out there or like a Facebook thing, viral video with all these politicians who have failed at their own, you know, restrictions. You just had one yesterday in Chicago, an alderman who owns a restaurant, has been letting people in his restaurant in violation of their own order. Uh, look, I, I'm I. I completely agree with you. I mean, to see it's so infuriating to see the California governor and the mayor, I mean, to be out, uh, even the mayor of San Francisco, right, Who who's like the strictest. And then she was at, you know, I think French Laundry, the very high end restaurant dining without, you know, mask with. Fr- I agree with you. I mean, to see our leaders Doing that shit is infuriating, and I think you're right. People are selfish in this country on a level from the top all the way to the bottom. Now, I am curious to see how much, because it doesn't seem to get much focus, are we getting it in bigger numbers? Because like you said, Americans are so unhealthy. They're obese. They're diabetic. Well, they I, don't, I don't think people don't are well. getting it because they're unhealthy. I think the the death rate. And, oh, that's why it's high? I, I you know Again, I've read, you know, who knows specifically why, but- and you know, you mentioned Fauci. You know, Biden has kept yes. him on. We'll, we'll keep him on. No, I think it's a political thing. I think that for whatever reason, the media has fallen in love with Fauci because he was the anti-Trump. <laughs> and and and, not, and no, and that's you know, it is what it is. My Fauci. He was, he, he was seen as the opposite of Trump, but he's also the director of infectious disease at NIH, and at the end of the day. He failed. He did. He did. How? The do- okay, with the exception of, you know, it does seem you know like what? they should have come have out been, with masks. He, you know what? If he, if he wasn't getting what he needed from Trump, he should have resigned and he could have still been as vocal. He should have, you know. He wouldn't have had the, the power. The, That's crazy. Yeah. Well, he may or may not have. I don't know. I, I just don't. I just think that the country fell in love with him because of what he wasn't. He wasn't Trump. And yes, Trump probably listened to him the way he should have. And again, I've blamed Trump from day one on this thing, on, on his handling. But I also think we needed a fresh start. He, he missed the mark on schools. He absolutely, he, ca- he came out way late. Oh, we got to get our kids back in school. Like, you should have been saying that in September, in August, in July. And he wasn't. Early on, he missed the mask thing. Okay, got it. He got it rectified. But Listen, I think there's been some missteps. Listen, he's he's exceedingly bright, exceedingly sure, an expert yeah, yeah. in his field. But there are other experts in this field. I just felt that Biden could have put somebody else up. Because I do think to half the country, right or wrong, Fauci's just looked at as like a publicity hound to a, to a certain degree. And... Um, but listen, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. But I just, I think he could have picked somebody different, like a fresh start to handle the next six months. Oh, God. Well, I mean, I look, it, it, that's a tough one. I like Fouch. I think they've tried to do the best they could while trying to manage Trump. I mean, I think you could see early on in those conferences, they were doing everything to not undermine him while relying on science when he would come out and say these things. And, you know, I thought they, Burks and Fauci did a good job of trying to balance somebody that we obviously know is going to do whatever he wants, you know, so, and then try to get the American people safe. But you know what? You have no cooperation from China. China's, you know, 
our, our total enemy. Don't even get and me again, started. I'm, I'm, I'm completely simplifying this. So, you know, I'll, I'm sure I'll get some criticism on it. But at the end of the day, Fauci's responsibility is to the American people. He's a doctor. And I just think he could have been more vocal on a lot of subjects. I just do. And whether it was nursing homes, how to handle nursing homes, whether how to handle schools, whether masks, self-distancing. I mean, for months and months, we were talking about we had to clean everything and sanitize and Lysol and this and that. And Which all seems to be out, like yeah. pointless. <laughs> I get it. Was an, it's a new virus and it's an evolving process and it's a learning process. But at the end of the day, they've been studying coronaviruses for years and years. It is NIH. And I just feel we should have been further ahead of other countries in, in terms of how to respond and, and and the information that was going out, whether it's from the CDC, NIH, uh, and you know, I, 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 I could be a hundred percent wrong, and I'm sure I'll have a lot of people disagree with me. I don't think Fauci has been as 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 good at handling this as people believe he is. I think it's a social media. He's the anti-Trump. It's Fauci, you know, and... Um, I, yeah, but I mean, I guess, what do you want? Like, the guy has to be on TV every day to get information out there, to keep reminding people to, to you know, I think, do that delicate dance of, of See, here's saying, why I like, believe in science. Knowing how the media loves to cover people who go against Trump, I think if he had distanced himself from Trump early, yes, he probably wouldn't have been on the task force anymore, but he still would have been the head of the uh, infectious disease at NIH. Trump couldn't fire him doing that. And if he went on CNN, MSNBC, Fox, and others every single day, screaming at the top of his lungs, wear a mask, da-da-da, got to get the kids to school, social distancing, 10-week lockdown, whatever, People would have listened. You know, people would have listened. All right. Let's talk um, local stuff. You know, obviously, uh, very fascinating national article. 10,000 restaurants so far have closed. Restaurant industry completely in free fall, which we've sort of, you know, talked about extensively on this show. Um, You know, our area seems to be just as much closing down. But I I did, I thought the article, and we meant to get to it last week, is fascinating on Metro. You know, Metro now using COVID as an excuse to downsize, saying they want to get rid of 30 Metro bus stops, uh, that people could be looking at, you know, just delays and delays. I'm like, how, like, does WMATA ever come out with anything positive? Like, do they ever just, I'm just like blown away. And of course, they want more federal funding. First on the restaurants, Again, our leaders have failed the restaurant industry. I think there should have been, um, I think that six, eight week lockdown, 10 week lockdown early on was a mistake. I think they could have been at 25 or 50% back then, assuming they were self-distancing and wearing masks and all that stuff. Number one. Number two, the fact that Congress has not passed the stimulus package yeah, uh, and, and, and or states are, I mean, for what we've spent you could have supplemented a lot of restaurants for, for, you know, whether it's a month, two months to get through the, you know, the, the tough phase. But at the end of the day, the reason the restaurant industry is struggling right now is because the lack of national leadership leading up to it. Right. So it's all the ripple effect. The fact this thing should have been over by now. 
and I don't mean over from a vaccine standpoint, but the numbers should have been so low at this point. Restaurants could still operate. Sure. But because, you know, you had failed leadership from the beginning, the anti-maskers, the liberate Michigan, liberate this, Texas and Florida and all these places opening up, the mishandling in New York with the nursing homes, people not listening in California and, and other areas. You know, it's just, it's carried on now through the winter. And if you're in a cold city, a cold state. Yeah, sure, sure. Here in the Northeast, yeah. They're, they're done. And, uh, you know, listen, rest, the restaurant business in of itself is a volatile, hard, hard business. The margins when are so When things are great. Slim. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, and then, you know, you're talking about supply and, and, and food chain issues and staffing issues. And yeah, I, listen, I, I think when we wake up in March, a lot of your favorite local places are just going to be gone. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about, I watched the uh, dives, diners and drive-ins a lot. I yes. Love that yes. Show. With Guy Fieri. And, and I, and I think about all those, how many of those iconic local, you know, gems, are probably out of business already or will go out of business because of this. I mean, these great little places that the community see the other, it's not just restaurants. It's not just to eat. A lot of these places are a respite for, you know, they're part of your community. They're part, they're fun. They're like the cheers. You yeah. Know, right. To say. And to lose a lot of those is just, it's, it's, it's a shame. And, and, um, and again, uh, I've, I've said this before, by no means do I want to come across as, you know, I don't, <laughs> I have no expertise on how to handle this. Right. But, you know, I think leaders lead and I think our leaders haven't led. Oh, oh clearly, clearly. I mean, it's and, and such honestly, a huge failure. Our country elects the wrong people. We elect people for popularity. We elect people because they're at the right place at the right time. They're family members of a politician that they knew. Um, you know, they're, you know, we don't elect people truly based on the resume for the job. And I don't, do you, I do really think that's true though. I mean, even if you disagree with them, I mean, pre, former yeah, president I, Bill it, Clinton, even, even I would argue as, as much as I think he made some huge mistakes, you know, former president George W. Bush. I mean, the guy was kind of bred in a family that, you know, of leaders, I mean, President Obama. I mean, you know, these. Yeah, no, but Obama. No, see, Obama is the opposite. Obama. I think he was a Obama good leader. Obama had Obama had no pedigree. Obama was elected because he was Obama, and I think that's a good thing. I think Bill Clinton, a governor from Arkansas, was elected because he could lead. Okay, well, who who would now? I'm with talking the exception about gov- Trump, like governor. I'm talking about gov- governor Newsom and uh, Newsom or whatever his name is, um, Newsom in California, Cuomo in New York, Cuomo, his dad and his brother, and like there's so many people who get elected. Aldermans in Chicago, they just you know because you know, I, there's so many leaders in this country who are elected for the wrong reason. And uh, but but listen, there's people who are promoted to jobs for the wrong reason too, right? So yeah, and stay in jobs. You know, th- we all know those people that manage yeah. to continue to fail upward for whatever reason. I just you think know. that the consequences are usually never as dire when you elect somebody, the governor of California. Yeah, but, we're at you know, a yeah. But to handle a pandemic, 
I think the true leaders have stepped up and those, many of those have, have failed. Uh, is there anybody that comes to mind with the exception of, I know Larry Hogan, we're all kind of fans of Hogan. He's done a, an incredible job. Uh, is there anybody else nationwide that you, I'm sure you're not a big fan of Gretchen uh, Whitmer, our girl out in Michigan. I, and again, I don't know all the governors. I think some have done things okay. Um, you know, listen, everyone's made mistakes. I would have made significant mistakes too. Uh, I just think that, um, and it's hard because different states have different populations, right? It's yeah, easy to say the governor remains. You're trying to balance keeping the economy going and some other yeah. things. And it, listen, again, I'll say it again. By no means is this easy, or 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 you're talking about a pandemic that has killed almost three hundred thousand people, that has a you know positivity rates spiking. Um, I just think, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, when when you tally it up, I think some. Some have done a lot better than others. Uh, and, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I know. It's, we'll, it's, it is like, you know, I think, I think at first con- it was like. But I will say this, Congress has just been terrible, 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 terrible on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, it's crazy it's, we don't have a second stimulus. It's, it's shameful we don't have a second stimulus. Insane. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, it's just. It's, it is. Well, you know, at first, right, it's like, okay, every, not everybody, certainly, but I think a lot of Americans had a six month, you know, maybe buffer for money. I think they, they had a safety net or whatever. Now we're heading into nine months. It's clear, you know, we're probably not going to have a mass vaccination in this country till maybe June, July, 2021. So it's like, you know, can people hang on now well over a year? I mean, that's, I think, what's, I think, getting really real for people is like, Here's wow. my point about the schools. I, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, beat on that. But if, if you're in the, if, if you believe your decision to keep kids out of school in this region has been sound, okay, and based on science, okay. which again, I don't believe, but if, let's say you believe that premise, then they're not going back until next year. I don't think they are. Right. Yeah, so, I don't think they are. To, so, to think that all of a sudden they're going to go back in January or February based on what the, the numbers will be spiking huge People, big time from Christmas. Now, I, I will say if teachers, if all the teachers get vaccinated, that may change the calculus on if kids can go back. So let's see if that happens. But um, I don't know. We'll see. I, I just think kids being out of school for a whole year. Is, and again, I don't have a, I don't have a kid in the school, so I don't have a, you know, I have no skin in this. I just, I just think that we're we're failing them uh, on a, on a few levels. All right, talk to me. I want to do kind of like a lightning round. There's so many. Yeah, other let's stories. talk about sport. How about the Washington football team beating the uh, 11 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday? Patrick, I got to tell you, I you know sports is so hard for me to watch. I don't know if it's just no audience, uh, no live audience. Yeah, I just it's tough. It's I tough. can't get into the ra- it anymore. The rating, the ratings, the ratings nationally have not been as as good as I had thought they would be. To really? be honest. Um, I, you know, and again, I don't know if it's the, the lack of fans in the stadiums. I think that has to do with it. I think it's, um, you're focused on other things right now. Um, you know, whether it's, I think there's just a lot of preoccupation with a lot of stuff going on in your life. And, you know, I think a lot of people also think 
you know, the seasons are weird and you're moving like you're, you're ha- like, yeah, you know, you, you had a game on a Wednesday last week. Don't we have a game tonight on Fox? Isn't well, we there- had a game yesterday. We have a game tonight on Fox, which is, listen, which is great. I'm glad. But it does throw you off, right? You're used to this. They branded does. Thursday and Sunday night as football nights in America. And now yeah, it's and like. I think baseball mm, was odd with no too. fans and you only had a 60 game season. You know, I think they're doing the best they can. Sure. Um, but it's a lot. But having said that, you know, the Washington football team is five and seven, which is not great. But in the NFC East right now, they have a chance to make the playoffs, right? So we'll take it. We're we'll back take on it. the Washington football team train. We'll take <laughs> For it. For now, this we'll week. This week. What, other, what other things in sports? Uh, any other... Um... Any other big like sports headline stories uh, this week? I, you know, like I said, I've been a little disillusioned. I, I've gotten way more into just like HBO TV or you know. Um, so I'm watching uh, the flight attendant. My we are too. I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What? It's pretty so good what do you think so far. You know, yeah, look, pretty good. I mean, people make the in these shows, don't they make the dumbest? They make the most yeah. predictable dumb decisions, uh, right? So it's funny you say that. I said the same thing. I said it, it's it's entertaining, but there's some. There's some dumb writing in it, but overall, it's entertaining. Overall, did you yeah. Watch, did you watch The Undoing? Yeah, loved it. Did you guys watch that? Liked it. I, I thought it was going to end up being Nicole Kidman as the killer, so I was wrong. Me too. Uh, I actually thought it was the son that, that would have killed him. No, I didn't think. Kristen thought it was the blonde friend attorney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people thought that too. That was a good mystery. Yes, that was a good hang on. Uh, no, that currently. good. Um, what else are you guys watching? We watched The Boys, but that's a while ago. Oh, we watched The Queen's Gambit. I think I told you that we last week. We watched that. <laughs> loved like it. TV. So good, right? So good. Absolutely that show was awesome. Loved it. That was amazing. We, we're we watching. We're, we're I into... never thought I'd be so excited for a chess match. <laughs> know, right? They made chess so exciting. It was they great. I, she was a great character. Oh, my great, God. Great, amazing. Great. We've been watching all kinds of cult documentaries. So, you know, the um, Nexium cult. We had. We, have you guys watched all that? The Vow, no. that's a really good one. It's insane. Right. Then got to go watch some of that. I will say I'm a little disappointed. So HBO Max, if you want to be a streaming service, then you need to be a streaming service. You can't be the regular HBO. And they're trying to be both. To me, if you, they should drop all the episodes for the flight attendant like Netflix would. Like To me, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Like, I, I don't if, – if, if, you know, if I'm a streaming service user – I want you to drop the stream of episodes. Yeah. So I, I, I don't I don't love that HBO Max is doing it week by week. I, I have to agree with you. Yeah. And we're watching so many. What, uh, Murder in Middle Beach. You guys watching that documentary? Is that all you guys do is watch TV up there? <laughs> we we're just like, we don't go anywhere. We're seeing nobody now. Like I told you, I know tons of people now getting COVID. We're like isolating, isolating. So it's just Kristen, like. Kristen's into the Real Housewives of Utah. Yes, I'm loving Salt Lake City. There's no Salt show Lake City watch. or whatever. Yes, it's so good. I mean, those Mormons are unbelievable. They marry their their step grandparents. I mean, it's just like well, yeah. So hey, you think your life is weird? Tune into that. And then we'll see. You know, we'll see how movies. So one of the interesting things is um, Warner Brothers came out and said that uh, even even post COVID. You know, certainly until theaters are fully open and then they're going to relook at it, but they're going to release the movies both in theaters and 
you know, on say like an HBO Max or 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 what have you. I mean, you'll obviously pay for it additionally. So I believe like Wonder Woman 1984, which is coming out soon, is going to be both streamed and in the theaters. I think for 30 days. I don't remember exactly the timing, but um, which is kind of interesting. What do you but think? Even, do you think this really will shake up the movie yeah, theater I th- experience? I, th- I think theater. I think theaters are toast. Really? Well, I will say yeah. it, it is a date night. It is, people do like to go and. But if I could pay twenty five ninety nine and and and, Not and, have to leave you. and stream, Kristen just yelled at me. She said she's going to the movies. <laughs> I gotta with say, with another with another date. <laughs> I don't blame her. Tell her I'm with her. See, I think that's a, a, an experience. Sarah, that, Sarah says she's with you. You that's like a unique experience. It is. I love going. And by the way, theaters drive restaurant eating yeah, too. Yeah, I think so that the, co- the combination of the theaters being closed now and the, it's just tough. I love movies. I love. Yeah. I'll watch it both. I'll, I'll watch and go. I'll go and then stream it. And I think that mo- that business will survive. By the it way, is early movie. early reviews of Wonder Woman 1984 are unbelievably fantastic. Oh really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, this won't shock you, but it, you know, now that we're home all the time, I'm Dan is having me watch the entire Marvel movie series. Oh, that's, so, are you watching it in order? In or? order, and we have to watch it in order because sometimes the orders you got to kind of reverse how you watch things, which is kind of you know, which is interesting. So I think we're watching. We just finished, I think, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Oh, one we're of on. the top five, <laughs> top three. Okay, that was good. I didn't know. Um, yeah, no, that's one of the that's one of the the better ones. Before we let you go, though, um, you know, obviously Jeanette Reyes started. That was to much excitement. Um, yes. You know, we, we've talked about her. She's in the she's doing mornings. She is. Yes. Six, six to uh, six to eleven a.m. Very her exciting. First, her first day was yesterday. Fantastic. Oh, We're it was excited. just her first day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So, uh, yeah. When are you going to be on Like It or Not again? We're doing Like It or Not tonight, but we're taping because of your football game. So, oh. I believe it's airing on uh, New Year's Day. Oh, so this is like an evergreen episode. I think it's an evergreen episode, yeah, because we got some football games, uh, I guess, coming up on starts. Tuesday nights. I don't want to go with that the rest of this class. So, um, we need Kristen to come co host the show here. Yeah. At some point. That'll be dangerous, by the way. <laughs> no. That would be perfect. Patrick, anything else on your mind to talk about? Obviously, you know, end of the year. Maybe we need to do next week, like, the biggest stories of 2020. I yeah, guess it would be that? Trump and COVID. So. I, think, I think we'd have two stories, right? <laughs> Trump, COVID. I know. Maybe there's a sports story. We'd have two stories. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you have time? I wanted to ask you about Stephen A. Smith, though. ESPN going through, you know, you're a GM of a TV station. ESPN going through another round of firings and people going, yeah, why are you playing paying clowns like Stephen A. Smith? Huge amount of money to stay. And he Stephen A. Smith tweets back and goes, I generate revenue. Patrick, as a GM, do big talent generate additional revenue? That was a loaded question. You came on the back door of that question, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I, you've got the scoop. What do you, that was the argument. <sighs> I think that talking heads on ESPN, the yelling and the screaming and the banter is no one. I don't think it generates much anymore. Okay. Uh, you know, I don't think Stephen A is a clown, but I, I don't, I don't find him super entertaining. So, you know, they are paying him a lot of money. Uh, it'd be interesting what kind of revenue he's generating on the social side and, and, and some other things, you know, from, from a revenue model. 
I think it depends on the talent and how you use them. I think you could have great talent. And if you're not producing them up or using them properly in the right platforms, then you're not going to generate the revenue. I still think talent does. I think talent and content combined drives engagement. And I think engagement drives revenue. So, you know, you know, I've talked about this Nielsen's ratings. I think they are so 30 years ago. Okay. Uh, you know, as uh, you know, ultimately they are important because you, you, you derive your, your advertising rev, uh, rates from them. But uh, having said that, I look at other metrics, you know, engagement on social engagement on Facebook um, and, and how our shows resonate in the community. To me, that's more of a driver than, you know, Nielsen telling me I was number one, two or three. So um, that was a long-winded answer and trying to avoid the real question there. But I was going to say that's very diplomatic. Sarah, hold on one second. Kristen wanted me to tell you, which I don't know what it means, that she wants to adopt the remaining kids of Platteville. Oh, my God. Another amazing show. Oh, my God. Tell her. I don't even know what she's referring to. (laughs) These kids are crazy. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're so good. We got to get her on the show. That's another amazing show, Patrick, of these insane parents that raised their kids super religious, never gave them cell phones. They never drank Coca-Colas. They they supposedly homeschooled them, but then never got them high school diplomas. These kids were so sheltered, and now they have a reality show, and they're entering the world. It's nuts. Okay, this podcast is great. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Guys, bye.